All right. Hello. Hi again. And welcome to another episode of Commission Speak. I'm your host, Commissioner Jay, on this Monday morning. Well, I just thought I would talk a little bit about week four as it's almost in the books. Just waiting on today's Cincinnati Bengals-Pittsburgh Steelers Monday night matchup. But with four weeks in the book, we're starting to see a developing trend through some of the teams that are out there. Who's undefeated and who is not? Well, the New England Patriots stayed a 4-0 and beating the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo uh, was not an easy task, um, despite uh, the Buffalo Bills defense putting up a great performance. You really had to be happy with the way that their defense played. Uh, Their offense, on the other hand, did not play well. And uh, a lot of concern from a lot of different ways uh, you look at it, um, the way that the ineptitude of the Buffalo Bills offense against this team. And certainly the Patriots did not win this game. Uh, let me just stress that. It was the the Bills that didn't win. Uh, the Patriots hung on. Let's just put it that way. 16-10 uh, to 10 by no means was a great game uh, for the New England Patriots. And Tom Brady looked horrible. Uh, his QB rating was, I think, a 46. And that was the lowest he's had since 2006, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, that's not winning football. And uh, we talked a little bit about the way the Patriots uh, approached uh, week four. And uh, the first three games that they played were against non-competitive teams. Uh, with the same token, the Buffalo Bills did the same thing. Um, so again, this was the first two tests for both of these clubs. And the defense showed up and played pretty well. I know if I was uh, the defensive side for the Buffalo Bills, I would not be happy. Uh, Josh Allen uh, did not look good prior to his injury. And um, that's the 800-pound elephant in the room, if you will. Josh Allen's not accurate. And, you know, he can run around the pocket, and uh, sometimes he can string some pass together. And we have to remember that Josh Allen is young, and the Buffalo Bills are all in on him. And that's a concern for me. Uh, The accuracy situation uh, is, I hate to say, Cam Newton-esque. We've heard that before. We've seen that comparison being made. But it's a true statement. The way that Josh Allen does not connect on passes uh, is bothersome, and uh, this team has got some some good players. Uh, You look at John Brown, who I think wasn't utilized enough, Cole Beasley, who wasn't utilized enough, Uh, Lee Smith. I understand he's a blocking tight end, but why this guy was in the game is beyond me. Uh, You've got guys like Dawson Knox and Tom Sweeney uh, that are just better. And you know what? Uh, Yeah, you might sacrifice a little bit on the blocking side, but honestly, you make up for it on the offensive side. And um, again, learn to throw the ball away. I mean, good quarterbacks. You see Tom Brady, I mean, intentionally grounding the ball, uh, throwing it into the dirt every time there was pressure. He didn't want to get hit. He also understands that if he takes a sack, he loses yards. This is something that Brian Dable and the Buffalo Bills offense has to get into Josh Allen's head. Throw the ball away. And that bothered me probably the most out of the game. Just throw the ball away. Um, the inaccuracy, obviously, is a big thing as well. Uh, for the running back part, you know what, Frank Gore, you know what, you can't fault the guy. He did well, hit the 15,000-yard mark, which was great for him. But the Buffalo Bills lack that creativity that Devin Singletary gives to you. And, uh, again, uh, the Bills' offense really lost this game. So it'll be interesting to see how Josh Allen recovers from the dirty hit. Uh, that was put upon him. And of course, the NFL is going to side with the New England Patriots because that's what they do. Uh, but it's, you know, it's one of those things that 
you know, looking if Josh Allen can't go, I'm pleasantly confident that Matt Barkley can do a good job. I think that when you look at um, what Barkley's body of work has been, uh, you can you can be happy um, that he is going to be able to make the right decisions and the right reads uh, in a you know mop up performance. Uh, you already seen in the game when Josh Allen was out that he started to connect with Cole Beasley on the underneath stuff. He he took what was given to him, and I think that's what uh, decent quarterbacks do. I won't say he's a great quarterback because if that was the case, he would be a starting quarterback. Uh, but again, Gore had 109 yards, um, and you got to like that from the guy who just continues to play well. And then you know you look at Beasley and Brown; they continue to do well. Uh, also, T.J. Yeldon was involved in the passing game, which we've seen. So, again, the Bills go to Tennessee, and uh, they're going to face a very up-and-down Tennessee Titans team next week. So a lot to get over in the in the coming weeks. So when we do our preview podcast, I'll talk a little bit more about what I think the Buffalo Bills need to do to beat the Titans and uh, to go forward with that. Looking also around the league, the Titans, again, uh, as we talk about them, they surprised me. Uh, you don't know which Tennessee Titans team is going to step up to the plate. They won 24 to 10 over the Atlanta Falcons. And the Falcons really right now at one and three have to press the panic button. Their defense just doesn't hold any water. And, you know, you look at the offense with Matt Ryan and Devonta Freeman and Sanu and Julio Jones and Austin Hooper. And you're like, wow, you know, this team is really packed with offensive players, but their defense is letting up more than they're giving in. Uh, and when you're letting the Tennessee Titans look like an offensive juggernaut, uh, you got a problem. Uh, Mariota, again, you know what? He's the kind of guy, three passing touchdowns, 227 yards. And if he can continue to put together big numbers, uh, you know, the sky could be the limit for him. But again, you may see next week him not put up anything. Uh, you look at Derrick Henry, and again, what they expected from, from Derrick Henry, 27 catch, uh, runs for 100 yards. They need him to be the bell cow. They need him to pick the ball up and run with it, and he did just that. Um, Brown and Davis had good games for him, Humphreys as well. Uh, the team has got um, some ability, and their defense actually uh, can play pretty well. Um, but, you know, again, the Falcons are probably the bigger story because, again, you know, Matt Ryan continues to put up big numbers. He put up close to 400 yards, uh, but he didn't have any touchdowns. He didn't have any interceptions. And he had five sacks. Uh, you know, Devonta Freeman only 28 yards. So the defense was able to bottle him up. Uh, Austin Hooper is Johnny on the spot. And this guy is getting it done nine for 130. And again, your tight end, who, if anybody who knows me, knows that the tight end position is one of my favorite positions in football. I think it's something that needs to be utilized from a blocking and the catching. Uh, there's just so many components to the tight end game. And uh, winning teams usually have a great tight end. And Austin Hooper fits the bill. For that, uh, Marcus uh, Sanu uh, had a good game as well. Uh, but, you know, you look at Devontae Freeman, the underneath stuff. Julio Jones, very pedestrian performance with four for 52 as well. Uh, but uh, the Tennessee Titans winning against the Falcons uh, was a surprise to me. But as we're starting to look, as we're four weeks into the season, the Atlanta Falcons are just not good this year, and their defense has to blame. Speaking of teams on the move, the Cleveland Browns had two and two or the top of their division, and that's disgusting to say the least. Uh, they beat the Baltimore Ravens, and again, another two and two team. And, you know, 40 to 25, the Browns finally show up against uh, a Ravens team that everybody has been wrong about. 
but have they? That's, I guess, the question you have to ask yourself. Did the Browns show up or did the Ravens just have a bad game? Uh, you look at the way that Baker Mayfield played. Again, he threw 342 yards, a touchdown, an interception. Uh, really looked like a, a strong quarterback. I think 20 of 30 uh, on the pass to completion percentage. Uh, Nick Chubb went off. Three touchdowns, 165 yards. And we all expected Nick Chubb to be a good running back. Uh, he showed it in this game um, against a tough Ravens defense. Jarvis Landry as well. Eight for a buck, 67. Uh, really, really had a good game. Uh, Odell Beckham did not, but they played very well. And I guess now you look at the Baltimore Ravens because, again, the hype train was on the Ravens. We talked about it, that this team was, uh, you know, unstoppable. And uh, Lamar Jackson, again, he had three passing touchdowns. He threw for 247, but he had two picks. Mark Ingram had a pretty decent performance as well. Uh, but they just couldn't string together this game and uh, couldn't stop the, the Browns. And, uh, again, the Ravens kind of coming back to earth a little bit. And, you know, we'll see what, what the Ravens do and how they respond next week. Uh, because, again, the Cleveland Browns really looked like a team that had it all together. Speaking of good teams that have it all together, the Kansas City Chiefs pull out a victory against the hot Detroit Lions, 34-30. to and, you know, Pat Mahomes continues to amaze me. And he just looks so calm, so cool, so collected every week. And when you think the chips are down, uh, you know, Mahomes gets it done. Uh, not to take anything away from the Lions because they had a great game and really, I really thought they were going to win this one. Uh, but Mahomes, 315 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, no sacks. Again, got the ball out there, did a good job. Uh, Shady McCoy had a touchdown, 56 yards. Again, this was a total team effort from the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, can't, you know, Kelsey did pretty good. Uh, Sammy Watkins did pretty good. But again, all their key components didn't play a major portion of it. Matt Stafford, 291, three touchdowns. And again, the Lions look good. And Matt Patricia seems like he's got these guys going in the right direction. And uh, it's nice to see the Lions, uh, a competitive playoff team this year. Carry um, on Johnson again. You like what you see from this kid. 125 yards on the ground, uh, really ripping off 4.8 yards of carry, and uh, that's nothing to scoff at at all. Uh, again, Marvin Jones had a pretty decent game. Kenny Galladay, good components on this this Lions team. Uh, they just couldn't stop Mahomes. Mahomes get it done, and uh, the Chiefs really, really look. Um, the part as you look at the, the Patriots and the Chiefs being undefeated so far through four games. Carolina Panthers, again, another team that you really don't know what you're getting. Uh, they're 2-2, two and two, uh, another victory, uh, beating the, the Houston Texans. Uh, and honestly, you know, you wonder – is this kid, Kyle Allen, the real deal? Um, only 232 yards passing, nothing crazy. Uh, but he's adding a little bit of a spark to this team. Christian McCaffrey, again, uh, close to 100 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the big question is stopping him on the passing game more almost than the running game, 10 for 86 as well. Uh, again, another total team effort. Nobody really went crazy. McCaffrey had a good game. Uh, Kyle Allen kept them pretty grounded uh, as well. Uh, but the Texans just didn't get it done. 
and uh, you look at some of the things. Uh, Watson didn't have a great game. The running game was so-so. Again, the splitting time between Hyde and Johnson. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins didn't have a good game. Kenny Stills didn't have a good game. Will Fuller didn't have a good game. And, uh, again, uh, the Texans fall to the Carolina Panthers in this game. So, again, Kyle Allen, Cam Newton, more to come on that one, I think, uh, as we see this team. And this seems to be the year of the backup quarterback. And we always see the the rookies come out, and there's no defensive game tape on these guys. Yeah, there's college tape, but it's not the same as you would see NFL tape. And a lot of times you hear quarterbacks run into the sophomore slump, and you ask yourself, well, why is that? It's because they have a year of defensive tape. Uh, The defensive coordinators can finally run tape on these players, uh, and that's why they run into the sophomore slump. Uh, If they have a good sophomore season, a lot of times you see um, these guys really take off. So, again, is it uncommon for some of these rookie quarterbacks to have uh, some good games? No. I think that, again, that game tape that they don't have – um, the, with the weeks go on, and if you get four or five or six games, you start to become, um, you know, hip to the moves that these guys have. If they do a certain thing on a third down or a first down, that's when these defensive coordinators can start to develop a trend for these quarterbacks. So more to come on that. But it is definitely um, looking better for the Carolina Panthers with Kyle Allen than it has with Cam Newton. And the Houston Texans, again, have to figure out how to get all the pieces of the puzzle, the DeAndre Hopkins, the Deshaun Watsons, the Kenny Stills, the Hydes, all together on the same page, and their defense has to play a bigger portion. Oakland Raiders, big win over the Indianapolis Colts. And I expected the Colts to win this game. And uh, the Raiders you know, have some pretty key components. And I've talked to a couple other people around the league and uh, – I talked about Mike Mayock and John Gruden, and I really like that combination. I think Mike Mayock is a great GM, and I think John Gruden, if he's grounded enough to a GM to keep him level-headed, I think the Raiders have a very good uh, you know, front office staff. <coughs> Excuse me. But you look at it from, from where the Raiders are right now, and again, 31 points they put out there. Derek Carr, two passing touchdowns, didn't even hit the 200-yard mark. Uh, Josh Jacobs, again, this rookie running back seems like the real deal. Uh, 79 yards, 4.6 yards a carry, only on 17 carries. Uh, but he's definitely ripping off some big chunks of yardage. And I guess the big guy, Darren Waller, the tight end, we talked a little bit about how important the tight end position is. Seven for 53, uh, and he was the main targeted player. And uh, Darren Waller looks like the real deal. Um, Ty Williams, uh, again, not really much – Um, did get a touchdown. Frank Monroe got a touchdown, uh, but the defense and a total team effort from uh, the Raiders. And the Colts, again, you know, Jacoby Brissett, and I was really tough on Jacoby Brissett in the beginning of the year, talking about, you know, would this guy probably get replaced? Uh, But Jacoby Brissett has put up a good front. And, uh, you know, 265, three touchdowns uh, is a good job. Um, and, And those are good numbers. Uh, but again, good quarterbacks find a way to win. Uh, Merlin Mack did not have a good game. Then again, he was injured. Uh, so that had a pretty big uh, effect on the game. Uh, but no real receiver stepped up in this one. And again, you look around and, you know, Zach Pascal 
four for 72 was the, the primary guy. And uh, when you don't have a big play wide receiver to step up on there, you're not going to win many games. So the Raiders pulled out a victory um, in that one. Uh, very good. Chargers of the Dolphins and Tank Gate 2019 for the Miami Dolphins continues. And the Chargers, again, uh, did what they did despite having numerous injuries on their team. Um, Phillip Rivers, 310, two touchdowns. Again, um, normal day at the office for Mr. Rivers. Uh, Austin Eckler, again, uh, had a touchdown, 60 yards, uh, you know, playing really well. And again, from the catching standpoint, five for 62 and a touchdown. And Austin Eckler, I think, should very well be the main cog, even with Melvin Gordon coming back. Uh, Eckler has done nothing to uh, deserve to be put into the second string. Uh, I think Melvin Gordon has to work his way back in uh, for the team, in my opinion. Uh, and you look at the receivers again, uh, Dante Inman, 5 for 76. Keenan Allen, kind of a pedestrian performance, 5 for 48. And, um, again, they did it on both sides of the ball. And, you know, Josh Rosen sacked four times, threw an interception, threw a touchdown. Again, they had a moment where they were kind of in this game. Uh, Kenyon Drake, only 44 yards. The Dolphins just aren't a good team right now, and it's just not something that you want to spend a lot of time on. Uh, so the Chargers uh, with a victory, which was expected. Speaking of uh, a team that isn't good, well, the Washington Redskins, 0-4. And, and uh, again, Case Keenum now been benched for Dwayne Haskins, which you kind of seen the writing on the wall last week uh, that he probably wasn't going to make it through. And sure enough, Dwayne Haskins is in there, though Haskins didn't have a good game. Uh, the Giants on a two-game win streak right now. And Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones, looking really, really good. Um, and the Giants... Um, not having Saquon Barkley uh, didn't seem to bother them at all. And you look at it from Daniel Jones' side of it, again, 225, a, a passing touchdown and two interceptions. Again, not earth-shattering and certainly not game-winning. Wayne Gallman, uh, 63 yards and a touchdown, and he also had a receiving touchdown as well. Uh, but again, this was a total team performance. Sterling Shepard, 7-76, kind of fell in that role. Wayne Gallman had some good catches from the backfield. Evan Ingram. And you look at uh, the teams like the Giants, and and Danny Dimes, I think, is really starting to uh, provide the spark that they need. I think Eli Manning was stale, and I think the team played stale. Uh, Daniel Jones may not be putting up 400 yards and five touchdowns, but I think he's providing the spark for this team, and people are counting them out. Now, let's not give the Giants too much credit because, again, they played the Redskins, and the Redskins right now look horrible. Um, you know, again, Dwayne Haskins came in um, and, again, barely over uh, 50% completion percentage, 107 yards, three interceptions, no passing touchdowns. Definitely not how you want to start out. Uh, but Case Keenan didn't look any better. Um, Adrian Peterson, you know, this guy's a bum. And you look at Dwayne Haskins, almost had more rushing yards than him on two carries. Uh, but the Redskins have to go into a full rebuild mode and really kind of have to figure it out because right now um, they just do not look good. Uh, Seattle Seahawks beat the Arizona Cardinals. I kind of thought the Arizona Cardinals were going to win this game. Um, Kyle Murray and Bruce Arians. Um, I'm sorry, Bruce Arians doesn't even play for the team anymore. He actually plays for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But whatever. Um, you look at Kyle Murray right now, and they're 0-3-1. And they've been at least exciting to watch. Uh, Seattle Seahawks are 3-1. They won 27-10. And 
You know, Russell Wilson, 240 uh, and a passing touchdown. Again, his completion percentage. He's a smart quarterback. He gets the job done. He was sacked four times in this game, which was hard to hard to watch uh, because they have to protect him better. Uh, Chris Carson, despite putting the ball on the carpet, uh, had 104 yards in this game on the ground. Uh, this guy, Will Disley, I don't know, man, seven for 57 and a touchdown. Seems to be a, a favorite target. Him and Tyler Lockett got it done. Uh, but the Arizona Cardinals just aren't firing in all cylinders, and the Seattle Seahawks were able to win that game as well. Speaking of Bruce Arians, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, yeah, 55 to 40, 95 points scored in this game. Are you kidding me? 95 points from the Buccaneers and the Rams. And uh, the Buccaneers looked to have their best game of the year by far. Uh, Jameis Winston, 385, four touchdowns, one interception. Um, he was just slinging the ball like crazy. Uh, Ronald Jones had a good game uh, in this game. Again, Chris Godwin, this guy is the real deal. 12 for 172, two touchdowns. Mike Evans uh, in a slow performance, four for 89 and a touchdown. Cameron Bray, three for 36 and a touchdown as well. But this team just really, really looked good. And um, I think caught the Rams off guard. I mean, the Rams, I thought to go into this game, I felt pretty comfortable about the Rams winning this one. Jared Goff, 517 yards, two touchdowns, but three picks. Uh, nonetheless, Todd Gurley uh, and uh, 16 yards. And when your running back can only get 16 yards, you're not going to win many football games. Uh, you know, Robert Woods and, you know, Buffalo really would love to have Robert Woods back on their team right now uh, because he really looks good. 13 for a buck 64, Cooper Cup, nine for buck 21, Brandon Cooks, six for 71, Todd Gurley in the catching side of it, seven for 54. Uh, they really threw the ball around and, and they kind of made it interesting at the end. Um, but the Buccaneers look good. And you kind of wonder if Bruce Arians has that effect, um, you know, for the Buccaneers. They've got some good players on this team. they got to figure out the running back situation between Peyton Barber and Ronald Jones. Uh, but once they get that figured out, that and the defense, this team looks pretty good. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings ex didn't expect this one. You know, the Bears defense uh, is good. There's no question about it. Uh, Cleo Mack and company really make it happen. And um, Mitch Trubisky, Mitch Biscuits, he went down and uh, – Charlie Daniels band stepped in, actually Chase Daniels, but I call him the Charlie Daniels band. And the tune he was slinging was a 16-6 victory over the Minnesota Vikings. And uh, the Vikings have got some problems. I mean, they're at 2-2 two and two right now. Bears at 3-1. and one. Uh, I guess the surprising thing is the underutilization of um, Adam Thielen in this game. Uh, Stephon Diggs, 7 for a buck 08. Dalvin Cook got 6 for 35. Uh, the running game was very, very pedestrian. Again, you talk about having that run game that sets up that pass, and uh, Dalvin Cook was only able to get 35 yards. And, um, again, Adam Thielen, two catches for six yards. Um, and that is something that is concerning for sure. Um, when you look at the targets, six targets, only two catches for Adam Thielen. So is it bad passes or is it bad catches? Uh, but there is some problems in Minnesota for sure. Uh, as this team is trying to figure it out. Uh, Chase Daniel had a pretty decent game, 195 yards and a touchdown. Didn't lose it for him. Uh, David Montgomery, everyone looking for that breakout game, hasn't found it yet, only 53 yards. 
Uh, Baby Dez, Allen Robinson, 7 for 77. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest game. It was more of a defensive game, uh, but the Bears were able to pull it out and go to 3-1. and one. Uh, So the, who said defense doesn't win its championships? I don't know. And the Jaguars and the Broncos. Jaguars are a 2-2, two and, two, and Minshew Magic. The mustache is real, folks. It is definitely real. When that guy stepped off the plane, Gardner Minshew was bowing it like John Travolta, okay, at Saturday Night Fever. And he's been the real deal. This guy has actually, um, you know, given this team some excitement. The Denver Broncos, tire fire, to say the least. 0-4, uh, just looking horrible. Uh, you know, something that you definitely don't uh, – <laughs> you don't want to be a Denver Broncos fan right now. Let's just put it that way. But Gardner Minshew, 213, two touchdowns, sacked five times with no interceptions. Uh, Fournette, 225 yards. Wow. This guy was balling it on the ground, and the Jaguars were getting it done. He was the main character. Uh, D.D. Westbrook, 5 of 66. Uh, the Shark, the Shark, uh, 4 for 44. Leonard Fournette, 2 of 20. Uh, but certainly uh, this team has looked very, very well. Uh, Joe Flacco, again, 303, three touchdowns. And Joe Flacco, again, he's a vanilla kind of quarterback. He doesn't lose it for you, but he doesn't win it either. And, uh, again, they just have all kinds of problems, not being able to put it together uh, on the field, and the Jaguars are able to take that victory and pull it out. Um this game right here, I didn't watch it. I just seen some highlights. Uh, and the Saints beat the Cowboys. Very surprised about this one. And the Saints drop to 3-1. and one. I really thought that they weren't uh, going to be able to pull it out. Uh, but uh, Dak Prescott, I guess the question is, is Dak Prescott the real quarterback that this team wants to uh, put on his back and run with? I don't know. 223, an interception, no touchdowns. Uh, Zeke Elliott, only 35 yards. Uh, and again, Jason Witten, their biggest catcher, and uh, really brought this team down to earth. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, again, you know, he was sacked five times in this game. He threw one interception, no passing touchdowns. Uh, and again, you know what? They were able to get it done. And again, it wasn't a pretty game by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, you know what? The Saints found a way to win. And I think Teddy Bridgewater has some tread on his tires. I think he's a quarterback that can can be serviceable. I don't know if he's going to light the world on fire, uh, but he definitely got it done in this one. And uh, tonight's Monday night matchup is the Cincinnati Bengals go to Pittsburgh to face Mason Rudolph and the Steelers. And, you know, honestly, I don't know what to expect in this game. Uh, the Bengals are at 0-3, but so are the Steelers. Uh, definitely not a Monday night worthy game. Um, and Mason Rudolph has got the rest of this season to figure out if he's a real deal, and so does Mike Tomlin. Uh, you're 0-3, and, I mean, again, it's just an ugly game. Andy Dalton, this is something, too, that they have to figure out if Andy Dalton's going to be the guy. Uh, a lot of uh, storylines within the story uh, for this team, but uh, both teams uh, not going in the right direction right now, so the Steelers are going to hope to pull out a victory uh, at home in front of their fans. Uh, but uh, I don't really know if uh, it's going to be a good game or not. Uh, one thing's for sure. Uh, one team will stay winless. So, again, I guess the most surprising thing as we close out today's podcast um, is some of the teams that are not, uh, you know, not winning. Uh, the Steelers obviously was a team that I thought, even with 
you know, Ben Roethlisberger, when they took that loss in week one against the Patriots, 33 to three, I was very nervous for this team. Uh, I didn't think that um, they would end up, you know, winless right now through, through uh, three weeks. So I, again, that's probably one of the most concerning things. Uh, when you look at the teams that are, are out there right now, uh, you know, the Patriots at 4-0 do not surprise me. Uh, we expected them to be a good team. The Bills are 3-1. and Well, right now I think they are where they expect to be. Uh, the Jets and the Dolphins, again, expected where they are. Uh, the AFC North, it's kind of ugly right now. The Ravens were surprising. Cleveland Browns were supposed to be at top of the division. Uh, it, was a, it was an AFC North matchup, and uh, it, it was a good one. Uh, Bengals and the Steelers at 0-3. Uh, so, again, clearly uh, work has to be done for the Browns, has to be done for the Ravens. Uh, the Bengals, I expect to be at 0-3. Uh, AFC South, it's wide open at 2-2 two two, as every team has got a shot. 4-0 Chiefs, yeah, I expected it. Uh, Broncos at 0-4, yeah, I expected it. Um, I guess the Redskins at 0-4, I expected it. And um, I think the Vikings, I thought, would be better. And um, the Falcons, obviously, are the most surprising team for me at 1-3. and three. They really have to get their defense right. So, again, that's all I got for you today. Talk to you soon.